Ladies and gentlemen, Crystal Clear Industries, in association with Rhinestone Radio Podcasts, is proud to present Old Hollywood Realness. Brought to you in vibrant podcastoscope for your listening pleasure. Join your hosts Kathleen Null and Philip Estrada as they recap Hollywood's dazzling darlings one film at a time. And now, please sit back, relax, and enjoy the program. friends oh my doobly doop dop down wow 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 oh goodness i liked your uh your bob fossey thing last week i was doing that yesterday and like giggling to myself oh good old bob fossey i know oh speaking of which just off the bat i need to do a corrections corner because i cringed every time i said marissa benson instead of marissa berenson i know her last name i know who she is she's a she's lovely and i just want to say i just you know you get going and kind of forget it happens yeah, but it was also sweet. She loved some. Of, she liked some of the pictures on the Instagram oh, feed. How awesome is that? I just can't. We are in the big time. Now. I know. That is, I was like blue check mark and everything. I'm like, uh, That's I can't. Pretty dope. I can't. So from the bottom of my heart, I apologize for mispronouncing your name. You're amazing, <laughs> and really, truly have been like transformed my life. Uh, because again, shout out to the 18th century woman, a documentary she was in and hosted. I think in the late 70s, and it was around like centered around like the first Metropolitan Museum art ball and um changed my life oh so, right yeah anyway. that was the one that was that was like the first met gala that was hosted the first by, met gala um, with diana vreeland. vreeland oh yes oh my god they show- please don't stand there i remember being a tiny child watching and be like who is this like oh, i need to be here my god so homework for the for the listeners watch the um Watch 18th Century Woman starring Marissa oh Berenson God. and um, Diana Vreeland. And then watch yes. the Diana Vreeland documentary, The, the Eye Has to Travel. Because oh they reference God, it in that yes. too, which is pretty yeah. stellar. It's just like a double feature, really. Oh, you just so need good. to watch them both. So, so good. good. She's such a, uh, such a kook. Um, love her. Love her. Well, that's Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Um, so good. Such a great... Anyway, thanks. Anyway. <laughs> do, do, do. Uh, How are you doing, Philip? I'm doing pretty good. Um, things are happening. Life's got moving forward. Uh, you know, things awesome. like that. Um, just you know, doing some fabulousness. Gearing up for uh, gearing up for a vacation next week. So, go so hitting, cool. Hitting the road. Gonna go. Visit. Where are you gonna go? We're gonna go to the um, Olympic National Park. Oh so we're God. over that in sounds La, lovely. La We're gonna go see the the the. Um, the uh, beach, I guess, and all that stuff, and get away for a little bit. Yeah, nice. Didn't you get? Didn't you go away last weekend? Um, we went to Astoria last weekend. Oh, yep. Nice. And then uh, next week, I'm going on Tuesday. I'm going to be gone the rest of the week. I'm going to Houston oh, to visit fun. my family Aww. and do a little uh, little muslin wedding dress. I'm a sister. Yeah, yeah, like little muslin fitting. Very excited. That's awesome. Yep. We'll say hi, hello to the family. <laughs> I sure will. Um, I know. I'm like, I come out the doors of Hobby Airport. Hello, Houston. <laughs> I'm back again. <laughs> but I'm staying for a short time. <laughs> they don't get used to me. <laughs> Not at all um, well um let's go ahead and jump right into it this is yes. old hollywood realness mm-hmm. this is the podcast that celebrates the glitz and glamour of tinseltown's golden era one film at a time uh, that's right i'm philip estrada and i'm kathleen Nall. um and we're talking about a pretty sweet movie this week Oh, oh yes. Oh my yes. god, I love this movie. Uh, arguably one of the greatest movies ever made. I mean, We're just going two for two. Pretty, it's cabaret, I mean, and then this, this one. This one's pretty stellar. <laughs> We're talking about Stage Door from nine <sighs> yes. Stage Door from nineteen thirty seven. From RKO oh. Radio Pictures. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so good. I know. She's so fucking good. So good. So um, this movie stars Miss Catherine Hepburn. Um, Miss Mm -hmm. Catherine Hepburn. Um, 
as Terry Randall, <laughs> Ginger Rogers as Jean Maitland. Um, oh. I could do this all night. Um, <laughs> much to the, I'm okay with it. Much to the chagrin of all of our listeners' bleeding ears. <laughs> um, Adolf Manjou plays um, Anthony Powell. Gail Patrick plays Linda Shaw. Constance Collier plays Miss Luther, who's an older dowager who stays at who's there. She acts as an acting coach later in the film. Andrea Leeds plays Kay Hamilton, an ingenue. Uh, Lucille Ball, you may have heard of her. Oh, yes. She plays Judith, um, a wisecracking a Seattleite of all places. Um, I, know. I know. Oh, my God. How awesome. <laughs> Shout out to Seattle in this movie. I know. So good. <laughs> Some really good Seattle and lover man jokes. Um, Quality. Quality. Ann <laughs> Miller, maybe you've heard of her. Oh. <laughs> tap a tap a yes, tap My people. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, boys. Miss the leg up herself. <laughs> oh, um, so good. She plays Annie. Eve Arden, who is... Oh, she pl- uh, Principal McGee. Yes, so <laughs> from Greece. Yes, I was like, why is she so familiar? And um, not because to mention, if you can't be an athlete, you can at least be an athletic supporter. You- That's just one more <laughs> I want to put athletic supporter on my business card, but they were not having it. She's also anyway. she also plays the Spitfire uh, business associate of Miss Joan Crawford in. Uh, God damn it! I can't remember the name of it. Mildred Pierce. Mildred Pierce. Yes, That's right. and she was mm-hmm. stunning in that movie Stunning. oh my god i love e darden um yes. so she plays eve and then um this guy named whitey plays um henry the cat so <laughs> very integral to the cast um yes i i wanted to put a bow on jimmy like um uh, like henry but um he was again not having it <laughs> he's like no thank you um the costumes in this film are by muriel king and the film is directed by yeah. gregory lacava um, so, Kathleen, do you have a history with Stage Door? I got to tell you, I do not. Oh. This, I had not watched this movie until we did. We, um, you know, decided to do it for this episode. And um, the only thing I really knew about it was that uh, Ann Miller was 14 yeah. <laughs> when she did this movie. Like I, that, and I've seen clips from it. Um, uh, her and Ginger Rogers together from scenes, and it always blew my mind that she's 14. Yeah, like, it just blows my mind. Yeah. Um, but that's it. That, that's all I know. And and I, but I loved it. Really, I absolutely love this movie yeah. so much. It's so funny. I've been putting, I've been posting photos on the um, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter of, from this movie and putting like I've just been putting like and a 14 year old Ann Miller, and everyone's <laughs> like, wait a second, she looks so much older. And I was like, yeah. well. I mean, this she doesn't just look it. Yeah. She holds it. She yeah. holds her own against Ginger Rogers. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Kind of funny. I mean, it's cool that they like the, all the stories about it, how she lied about her age, and then of course yep. they would have got the know. fake birth certificate mm-hmm. from her dirtbag dad, who's a high-powered lawyer who used to defend uh, like gangsters back in the '30s oh, and everything. That's so yeah. freaking awesome. Yeah, and then you know, I I was also <laughs> making the points on on social media too that like this, they would have dressed her up to make her look older and with makeup and yep. styling, and also too. It's like mm-hmm. tween fashion didn't really wasn't oh, really no. a thing. It wasn't really a market back then. So teen like fashion teen, wasn't yeah, even teen really, tween, you know? all of that stuff. Like juniors wear as we think of it now mm-hmm. wasn't really a thing. To think about it, if you look at like if you watch Rebel Without a Cause, they all look like they're thirty years old. It's just because yeah. there wasn't really like teen fashion. Like you yeah. know, cuff jeans and like a you know a work jacket was basically teen fashion. And even then, like that yeah. was considered super teen fashion. Yeah. Like Rebel Without a Cause, there was zero of this then but i guess if you put it in perspective like well they were all like you know they all grew up during the depression Mm -hmm. so probably all were like you know zero childhood anyway yes you know a lot of hand-me-downs hurry up and put that suit on (laughs) so it's the only thing you have pretty much um wow uh yeah so my history with this film actually is i think i saw it back when i lived in new york there was a i went to um i went down to uh Margate which is kind of like right outside of um, Atlantic City for a weekend Mm -hmm. and we um, were staying at a friend's house and we got there and I immediately turned on the TV and it was cable and so I found TCM and just put it on in the background and as one does it was pretty awesome they were doing a two they were doing like a um, like a double feature of Lucille Ball and they played Dance Girl Dance which me and Whoa. my friend Leah still reference to this day. We're like, we're like, I live to dance, <laughs> and like, and then right after that was this movie, and I only got to watch like the first thirty minutes of it or something like that. But I fell in love with this movie, and then oh, I amazing. immediately once I got back to back home, I found the movie online or something, and I watched it, and I was just like, this movie is 
is stellar. I mean, the cast is yeah. bananas and like, yeah. it's just, and the, the fast pace, the pacing of the story and the, yeah. and the, and it and the takes dialogue, and turns. the dialogue yes. is yes. just oh. like, Amazing. Rapid fire jokes, like under bre- under so the breath, good. sort of like comments, so hilarious. And it feels na- for for movies that came at that time, and even like screwball comedies. The um, even though it was fast pacing, there's something very very natural mm-hmm. feeling about the dialogue and the pa- and what's going on. Uh, but yeah, and there there are. I feel like the movie. It 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 kind of does these turns, like you know, like it's it's going along, and then all of a sudden, like like you know, it's going along, and then all of a sudden, there's this like the scene where Catherine Hepburn marches into that guy's office after the girl faints. Oh yeah, and she's she's like, "What the hell are you doing?" Like that to me, I was like, "Shit, got real," you know, like, and I actually just bur- like I burst into tears because I just thought, "Oh my god," like I get it now. I'd never really seen Catherine Hepburn. Like I know people make fun of her. But I don't really have a lot of experience. Like they make fun of her accent, and she's very distinctive. Yep. Um, and I knew she was a great actress, but I had never really seen her in work, just in clips. And um, and I, you know, and but to see her in this movie, I'm like, I get it. I get it. One hundred, one hundred fucking percent. How how amazing she is. She is like, you want her to be your friend. No, you I feel, you yeah. wish you had a friend like that in your life to really stand up for you because she has that like. She has that fearlessness that only old money can provide of like, I don't give a fuck because I've never <laughs> had to give a fuck my li- in my whole life. So I'll just stand up for whatever the fuck I believe in because I'm smart and I care. And I have a really strong, supportive father. See, all of these things going together, actually. <laughs> old money and a strong, supportive father. And you pretty much can be an invincible woman. Pretty much. And anyway, yes. I just have to go off about like she is so good in this movie it is like i i she makes me weep she's so good she's pretty stellar in this movie i could not yeah. agree more with oh you. my god she's, like oh just my god <laughs> just the way she's like cranks it up like it's so good <laughs> but i also love how like completely like completely um out of touch she is too with the way yeah. especially in the beginning of the film when she's just like she's just like she's like who's gonna get my bags for me you know I she's know. just like she's like and, i just love that yeah. but she comes off as like almost like a miss, a miss dorothy where you're like oh here she comes here it's the rich girl she's got oh, like yeah. the cliche getting thrown in where is this gonna go but this is and totally, it is not the route you yeah. thought at all but it's like, so it funny so because <laughs> the story is so is kind of her storyline is so kind of um, nowadays it's cliche because it's straight up like Lady Gaga's yeah. story. Like it's just oh, like she's like she's like I'm I'm a million I'm the heiress to a million dollar fortune, but I want to live on the Lower East Side in the slums and work at a strip club and make it make it for real in my own way. And you're just like, bitch, yes. you've got yeah. millions of dollars, you're doing just fine. Like why are you gonna go <laughs> live in a boarding house for girls who want to be on Broadway? And you're gonna, you know, it's just is so it's almost like bitch, please. <laughs> you know? Yep. But she ends up become redeeming herself. It takes a very long time for her to redeem herself in this story because she comes across as kind of a kind of like a bitch in the whole movie, and that everyone rightfully so is just like, who has time for her? So. Man. But I, I just, I, but I love the way she comes across. Like even when like the, she finds that the girl's not eating, it's like people couldn't like, oh, you don't get it. She's like, well, I just don't. That's just so stupid. Like why, why I, like I can't be bothered, you know. But but not in a way of like she helps her out, but it just more of like, well, that's absurd. Why suffer? Like yeah. why do that to yourself? And it's like some of us don't aren't able to ask that question, you know, but just not, but she's not seeing it. She's not in any way. That's not malicious. It's just, it's more like, that's just absurd that you would have to suffer in a way that's so simple. She's just, and and that is, and that is so true. It's yeah. Her privilege makes her naive in the way. So it's like, it's yeah. yeah. And, and outraged, Mm -hmm. like her privilege, like I think also her, like she's, she's so brilliantly fearless in just being that advocate and being like, I don't give a fuck. You're wrong. Let me rub it in how wrong you are. You know, like, I just, you're like, Oh God. Like, but that comes from like a, like being brought up a certain way. Yeah. It really, really truly is, yeah. you know, like when you know that you've, you've just been, you've been allowed to thrive yeah. and, and that's what she that's just what she comes across, and it's just it's wonder. I she I just I'm like, oh, you're wonderful. You're absolutely wonderful. This movie, and like at the end when she does that monologue, oh, oh my god, god. Yes. there's just yeah. like, and then in the end she comes out. She's like, no, 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 that's not for me. That's for this other girl. She died tonight. Yeah, suck it, bitches. That's what happened. You know, and you're just like, whoa. And then you know, like, no, I'm not gonna stay for the party because uh, I have to go to the morgue and see my dead friend. You know, like it's just oh god, it's so good. Yeah, this movie does take a very dark <laughs> turn, like it's, in the last third. 
where you're just like everything's oh. all like peaches and roses and then all of a sudden it's just like what oh, just happened it's so, it's so good but it's so good no but I just yeah. love it I love it it's like a day in the life and it's just so good yeah uh, yeah it's wonderful it's just so wonderful it is, it's this movie I'm so glad we got to do this movie it's one of my, oh, it's, one it of my is. it's a true gem I'm watching this again yes. for sure like it is it is now I'm so glad of, like this this was per, like it is in the Amazon Prime no it's not even Prime it is in the Amazon library yep you, you can, can watch buy it, it whenever we want yes, yeah you can. It's, and you can uh, rent it if you don't want it it's very clear oh yeah it's, it's, it's like a the wonderful the super yeah, yeah they, highly recommend y'all they did a very good job restoring it so it's yeah really it looks amazing um yeah did you get that art? Did you get that article I sent you that Jezebel had written on this movie a while ago? Yes. So yes. interesting. I know. All of that. I mean, shoot, Jesus. All that information about how they, uh, just all that information about the making of the movie and all that was really cool. I yeah, and like, um, they how they like stayed in a boarding house and kind of like recorded girls' conversations and then like they kind of lived like that and, um, I think it's interesting too. Like even the like uh some of the the expressions and the things they said, uh, they say in the movie came out of natural dialogue that it happened just among the girls. Like Ann Mailer being called string bean came from, you know, Ginger Rogers just calling her that one day and it just kind of happened. And that, that sort of became her name throughout the movie. Yeah. And um, there's, oh, and I found a really, really cute clip of uh, Ann Miller. Cause you know, I like to look at my aunt, other Ann Miller interviews on, um, on YouTube, she's just delightful in her older years. Um, but there's one where she was interviewed talking about Ginger Rogers and Stage Door, and how she pretty much begged Lakava to to do that dance number with with her. You know, oh, she's wow. like she was my idol. She was my idol at the time, and just you know, and he's like, well, I don't know, you're too tall. And she's like, well, he's like, how tall are you? She's like, well, I'm five seven. And how tall is Ginger? Oh, she's like five four. She's like, oh please. She's like, what if you, you know, they were gonna put us in a top hat and tail. She's like, what if you put me in a shorter top hat and I could wear a flatter heel and maybe that'll balance us out. <laughs> A bit. Like, please make it work. And Ginger Rogers is like, kid, where are you from? She's like, well, I'm from Texas. She's like, well, me too. And you think you're hired, you know? And I, it was just her her willingness to just like, oh, I'll do whatever. Like, how about this and that? Like, they just really admired her kind of like thinking on her feet. You know, 14 years old I, doing that. 14. I cannot hustling she it's so good oh my gosh she's one of my favorite parts of this movie her oh, and lucy it. are one of two of my favorite parts of this so movie. and eve good. arden oh my god and the cat oh, eve arden please and the cat she's a glamorous cat lady oh, oh, the, yeah. i know the cat wins I which know. we find out ladies a lady cat and had babies <laughs> <So> good. <laughs> oh my god oh, so good oh, man. what else about yeah. this movie um, gosh, I don't know. Well, I know when I was just watching it, like, um, the character of, um, of Kay, um, she definitely, like, her whole character, I mean, she was so sad. First of all, she looks like Snow White, especially oh, yeah. the, that scene where she's, like, slowly walking up the stairs. Oh, it yeah. was, like, Disney Snow White realness with that <laughs> face. But, um, but she totally reminded me of, like, I, I'm assuming I haven't done, but is that supposed to be, like, Peg Antwistle, like, the girl who committed suicide or, like, who, like... The, the woman who like, she threw herself off the edge oh, of the yeah. Hollywood sign. I could see I felt the like parallels her, there, but her, I don't her know parallel was very similar. Like she was a stage actress and really hadn't been getting work, and you know, kind of just just kind of lost it, you know. But it really remind it really had like a Peg Entwistle vibe, and I think that it actually already happened. So huh. I was just wondering, you know, like yeah, my, could, my question about that. <laughs> yeah, that could make that could be a pretty clear reference to that, but I don't know if that was like a direct influence or not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was that was pretty interesting, but I guess also I had to say, like, just looking it up, there were some really great little uh, little things that were interesting Shh. about the movie, Shh. and I loved the costumes. Yeah. I thought they were so good. Even the everyday stuff was so beautiful, so pretty and flattering. Yeah. Then again, everybody's so freakishly thin. You just they're depression era thin. Yes. I mean, it really is <laughs> cannot be underestimated how skinny Ginger Rogers is in this movie. Yeah. Really, seriously. Yeah. Um, uh, goodness. Oh, well, I mean, just it was kind of more like that about the um, about just Ann Miller being so young mm -hmm. and, and just uh, it was great to hear her to like talk about that and sort of strategizing, which actually looking at them doing um, their number together. She still looks taller than Ginger Rogers yeah. when they're doing their scene. Like I'm like her hats, their hats and heels are the same. Maybe they just admired her pluckiness of like willing to, you know, like not I would say not necessarily be the star, but like her willingness to like make it work, yeah. you know, and just like get in there and and do that. But um, 
Yeah, and uh, what else was I going to say? Oh, and there was that one line in there. Man, talk about, like, it was, uh, like, when... Uh, early when um, Ginger Rogers is going on dates with Lucille Ball with the Lumberjacks from Seattle, oh, yeah. there were some qu- there were some quality uh, quality comments. Oh, I love uh, the Lumberman's delight was good. <laughs> I really like that. And uh, um, there was a line that I think it was like they go on a date and they're talking about how like all they do is you know talk about being a lumberjack and it's like Oregon Timberline is receding so fast in another thousand years it'll be bald. <laughs> I'm like ooh probably true, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, and um, I'm trying to think what was the other one. Oh yeah, and then when uh, the girls like the the girls come home and they're all tired and there was like their show was closing and they're like oh the show closed they're like like a tired clam. <laughs> <laughs> There's some choice lines in here. Totally. I just was like immediately like laughing out loud. Oh my god. And uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Mm, okay. But um. Yeah, and oh, I also just yeah, I I kept like I I had to point out like it's it's clear that like um Catherine Hepburn's uh character has like a strong supportive father, yes, also wealthy and like a magnet or whatever, yes. but he clearly like there's a, a clearly like um an obvious showing that like you know he says that's his favorite daughter, he's really supportive of her or he tries to be and he's really like you know um kind of has her back, mm-hmm. and I just want to say like her character really you really see that in her. She does not have daddy issues, yeah. which so often, I, let's face it, I'm sure a lot of these girls do. Like, you don't get the impression that any of the, a lot of these characters have, you know, except for the one girl from Louisiana, like her mom sends her clothes from back home. But these girls are really on their own. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, there's also that really great line. I think Kay is the one who says it about um, like, oh, uh, like the girls, they make a lot of noise um, to keep their to keep up their courage and hide their fears. And I thought that was really very telling as well yeah. you know it's like all these girls trying to make it and yeah they're loud and kind of obnoxious but they're doing it because they're they're trying to keep going and not be afraid no and you definitely get that feeling watching the movie and it's it's really great it's super yeah it was wonderful um let's yep. see i was reading um about a little bit about katherine hepburn did you know that her personal effects were auctioned off right uh, like following her death <gasps> and then she left her collection of professional costumes which included some 700 pieces to kent state university museum in ohio oh. how awesome is that uh, we uh, it's another reason we gotta go yeah. we just we have to go we, we, we gotta go. bring the white gloves and we gotta go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we gotta look at and our cameras and we gotta go yeah and they um <laughs> so the yeah the collection apparently includes the the dress that she wore in the uh, in the big climactic theater scene where she performs the oh, di- the, the monologue that has the the famous line where she's like the calla lilies lilies are in bloom again <laughs> <laughs> so good <laughs> i've been saying it all week like when they're when they're rehearsing i'm like the calla lilies are in bloom again the perfect flower for any occasion <laughs> Like, I've been saying like a tired clam all week. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh. Um, uh, also, too, I wanted to point out that Ginger Rogers' date from Seattle, the the lumberman, that was Jack Carson. Did you recognize him? Yes. I yes, like, I did. I was like, I, wait a minute. I know. This and looks familiar. So he played O'Hara in Arsenic and Olace, the super hot, <laughs> the super hot dreamy cop in that movie. I oh, was yeah. like, I was like, I was like wait a so, minute. So good Why is looking. This big, cute dub dude in here. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> He's so good looking. <laughs> oh my god. So good. Um, let's see. Um, and then I wanted to talk a little bit about Muriel King too, because mm-hmm. she I, she's not doesn't have a lot of credits to her name actually. Uh, let's see. She only designed eight major motion pictures, and two of them included um, Catherine Hepburn. Which was uh, Sylvia Scarlet in 1935, and then Stage Door in 37. Uh, she uh, also designed gowns for Rita Hay- the Rita Hayworth film Cover Girl, which also included wow. gowns by Travis Banton and Gwen Wakeling. Um, let's see. So Mariel King, um, based she's she the costume designer studied at Cornish College of Arts, which is here in Seattle of all places, oh, in, so cool. in the middle of Capitol Hill. Um, she did that while attending other classes at the University of Washington. So she's a Seattle native, which is kind of rad. 
Yeah, I had no idea there were yeah. like Hollywood like costume designers from Seattle. Like yeah. I mean Hollywood costume well, designers. She, that is so well, fucking cool. The, apparently she started her career here in Seattle and then she continued her studies of watercolor paint um, watercolor painting and theater design in New York before heading off to Paris to work as a fashion illustrator. And then oh she returned to New York in thirty two and opened up a salon on East Sixty First Street, which is the Upper East Side. And um, she ended up becoming uh, King was uh, basically propositioned by Catherine Hepburn to design her personal wardrobe for the years of uh, between 1935 and 44. And that's kind of how she Jeez. got into designing um, the costumes for movies. And she didn't really do it for very long. She only did it for um, wow. for like eight movies. So, I mean, then she just kind of, then there's not much about her outside of that, like what happened after she huh. kind of left Hollywood. Um, yeah. And then, um, and then she ended up dying in 1977. So, I mean, wow. she's not, doesn't have a huge career, Hollywood career. It seems as though she wasn't really that into it. I mean, no, but, I mean, her but work my God, I mean, really I, I think of, I know. And like, I, th- I talk about quality over quantity. I mean, my yeah. God, when I think about like just the iconic looks of Catherine Hepburn at that time, I'm like, cause I'm like, you mean all the smart, sassy trousers and blouses mm-hmm. she would wear? Oh my God. Yeah, like, I was... I, oh no wonder she had so many pockets. A lady was doing that. <laughs> a- apparently that was like her big oh, Pacific thing. Northwest lady was doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> apparently that was her big thing was to do separates. She was known for sportswear and separates oh. and like really kind of wow. building a wardrobe for a women out of like having like kind of like a mix and match wardrobe as opposed to doing and like that full is so dresses Hepburn. and stuff. Yeah. Which was wow. sort of like a thing. More of a thing. In the I think that's really cool. Well, yeah. and to me, that that is to me is like the picture of class. It's like I own twelve things, but they all pair together, and they're handmade yes. and fit to me, as opposed <laughs> to fifty things from fucking Goodwill in the Old Navy. But yeah. hey, whatever, you know. <laughs> and you just imagine. Like, uh, one day yeah. I shall live like a rich lady with twelve pieces of clothes and fifty scarves. But until then, <laughs> I gotta go to work. So. <laughs> <laughs> She's like my collection of anyway. Hermes scarves. <laughs> oh please, Hepburn couldn't be bothered with that shit. She'd be like, "How much is that?" No, oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> she like burn it with a cigarette and leave. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. She just. I love that she just has that like. I don't give a fuck, but still like it's. I don't give a fuck elegance. I guess. Yeah. I love it. She's so good in this. I, movie. I do. Wonderful. I do. Yeah. Um, She's great. So, do you want me to jump into the storyline of this film? I'd love to. Sure. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Cool. So um, basically, the film centers around a boarding house called the Footlights Club, and um, it's filled with uh, actresses um, who are aspiring to get their, you know, make their way on the Broadway stage. But since it's the pre- the depression, things aren't going so well. Uh, no castings in, um, in sight, and the shows are closing left and right, you know, like a tired clam, as one might say. <laughs> um Gene uh, Maitland, played by Ginger Rogers, and Linda Shaw, played by Gail Patrick, are uh, basically the two main ladies at the beginning of the film. And they're at each other's throat because Gene views Linda as a floozy, sleeping her way to success. And then she takes every opportunity to remind Linda of this. So Gene has very strong convictions and feelings about women who, you know, get a meal ticket. Um, yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> you know, do what you need to do. Uh, all right, exactly. Yeah. So all the girls... E- easy for you to say, you little tiny blonde. It yeah. probably doesn't... It's not hard for you to get work. Look at you. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Just found me a bit or better bit. Look at the people who you're, you're giving a hard time to. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and it's really awesome. This scene's great because all the girls are watching the fight like a cage match and they're, of course, com- have <laughs> prelated commentary. Yeah. Um, and then at the at that moment, Terry Randall, played by Catherine Hatman, um, enters the boarding house looking for a room and uh, she's clearly rich and she and all the ladies take turn doling out wise cracks you know in response to <laughs> yeah. every question she asks <laughs> oh my god my favorite is That's when great. she asks she's like can I get a private bath <laughs> and, <I'm> like, <laughs> and everybody laughs just, like, <laughs> she's like ha ah. <laughs> like, that was so good so good oh. Lucille Ball's, I love that line she has where she's like, I'm 
want to do something with my hands. (laughs) She delivers everything so good. So good. Um, So um, the landlady ends up putting Terry into Jean's room. um, And then while unpacking, while Terry is unpacking, Jean sees a photo of her grandfather and assumes that he's he's just another sugar daddy. So her, she transfers her, her feelings from, she basically just copies and pastes her feelings of Linda onto Terry. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And that evening, Jean um, has agreed to go um, to join Judith, played by Lucille Ball, on a double date with some lumbermen from Seattle. Uh, she returns home late and sore from dancing and being stomped on by the lumber sexuals. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Terry tries chatting with uh, Jean, but Jean only really, she just wants to go to sleep. So they have that whole back and forth conversation about what to do about the lights and stuff. So it was pretty cute. I love that scene. Yeah, that was really good. Um, with her doll, she has like sleeps with the doll. Yeah, that was so cute. I mean, I think this kind of, like it, but there are little things like that that really show like these are these are girls. Like a yeah. lot of these are like I don't know. It hits home sometimes like how like young these girls are. Mm-hmm. Like the idea that they would be still sleeping with a doll. Yeah, you know. Um, and, and she oh wait real quick she so, also has that great line where she, where Ginger Rogers at one point she's offered a cigarette and she's like no thanks I quit when I was seven yeah. I'm like that is probably, <laughs> probably true. true I have a feeling <laughs> you said that with a little too much conviction Miss Rogers yeah she was like anyway yeah. she's like I, 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 I been there done that when I was seven. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I gave it up when I hit puberty. <laughs> <laughs> Me and baby, baby Peggy were sneaking cigs before you were around. <laughs> anyway. Um, so then the next day, Jean and Annie, played by Ann Miller, are in a dance class. And then they oh, they are basically, they, they take a break and practice their own routine when they're spotted by um, Anthony Powell, Adolf Manjou. Um, he mm-hmm. also happens to be a prominent Broadway producer and the sugar daddy of Linda. La Scandal. Um, so Gene wants none of his act and um, hightails it out there um, leaving Annie to, to try basically to do her best to try and be polite and she ends up bowing <laughs> out as well <laughs> That's, that little exchange was so cute <laughs> I love how like, it looked like Ginger Rogers does a, qu- a quick and tiny grapevine right off the stage yeah. like to get away from him <laughs> and then like and then like I love Ann Miller's like nervously tapping nervously yeah. tapping the entire time she's talking to him and yeah. again it's like to me that was the, actually um, that was the clip of stage door that I had seen um, oh, before okay. ever watching this movie it was that that clip and, and knowing that she was 14 years old and just being like I can't believe the way she handled that scene 14 years old 14 um, god she's like, and a great dancer guy, too at that you know? time yeah oh my god flawless and those arms and legs she's so like enhanced she's so long and like limber it's ridiculous you just know she's just the beginning of something great yeah. it's amazing Star in the making. We just we just could talk about Ann Miller like the whole entire time, even though she's not the star of the show, but she's so amazing. I mean, this this movie is just all stars. Like this is an Uh, all star lineup. It's an all star lineup. I mean, you you get the the A string team. So good. Um, so after dinner, back at the boarding house, Annie regales the other gals how um, how Jean snubbed a potential employer, and Terry tries her best to relate to. Um, and then Terry is trying her best to relate to the others, um, but she only finds support from that old coot, Miss Luther, played by Constance Collier. <laughs> we love. <laughs> I know, and um, also um, the house house favorite, Kay Hamilton, played by Andrea Leeds. Um, Kay has had a show closed the year prior and was a hit as a um, was an actress but hasn't been able to get a gig since um later gene gets a call that the club grotto wants to audition her and annie for their new floor show oh my god can we talk about constance collier though (laughs) she is amazing and actually one of my one of my favorite costumes is one of the things she wears so like for sure but i just love that she's like a miss havisham kind of character where she's just like stuck in the past and like completely she's so good at it though but like and i love how toward the end she really is like that she's like a ghost that sort of haunts the halls of that that house but and and oh and she's like would you consider the part to an older woman she's still she's still hustling She's my, just still hustling every time. That was my favorite part. And I think 
had missed that in the first watching oh, of this God, movie. But when so things aren't going well at the <laughs> rehearsal, would you consider an older woman? She's like, you know, she's like, because I'm willing to step in <laughs> to play a young woman whose husband has left her. <laughs> oh, my oh my God, she's just <laughs> so love her. But I also love that every time she talks to somebody, she's kind of staring off into the middle distance, like oh, not making up. <laughs> She is. She's. That woman is on fire. So like good. she, her, the way she plays that is just so uh, so authentic. Really, yeah. she just feels very real and that like, just delusional. Yeah, just completely, completely delusional, delusional. You know, but like also kind of like she's a hustler, but she's not evil. You no. know what I mean? She actually truly was like and very proud of like uh, Catherine Hepburn in the end and like uh, helping her and you know and doing that. So I thought that was you know yes. I thought she was great. Loved yeah she her her role in this should not be underestimated. No, not at, at all. At all. Um, yeah. So um, yeah. <laughs> back to the back to the movie. Yep. Um, we digress. So the next day, uh, Terry um, meets with her father, who ends up who is a secret wheat magnate, which apparently is a thing. Um, <laughs> he who, basically he's trying to talk her out of her aspirations of becoming a stage actress. You know, I'm sure Lady Gaga's father had many conversations oh. about with her about the same totally. thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and but Terry is determined to make it on her own, even if she has to do it without the family millions. Um, which is really how I've been living my life this entire time too. I'm like, I'm just Philip, like, don't no. tell everybody. I know. I want everyone to. You know what? I'm finally going on the record. I'm not accepting my family's <laughs> millions. I want to make it on my own. <laughs> what will your father say? <laughs> He'll probably say what millions. <laughs> Millions. <laughs> He's like, you're lucky if you get tens of dollars when I'm gone. <laughs> you might be a hundredaire. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to marry a guy with an EBT card? <laughs> um, so basically, her father relents because she, um, because she finally agrees that if she fails, she will come home. So. Um, that evening at the Club Grotto, Anthony Powell joins Linda, who is already there with an escort because because Anthony likes to keep it, you know, on the DL that they're together. Um, and Linda is completely annoyed by this entire process as well. So um, and then, of course, to compound her annoyance with the evening, Annie and Jean come dancing on out because they're performing <laughs> in the floor show wearing a fantastic costume. Oh, God. oh goodness. Oh, God, I want to wear that every single day. It's the best costume um oh my my god God. and then uh then basically they're so they are performing and they're performing close enough to the table for linda to make snide comments for gene to hear (laughs) which was amazing Um, she does a little cane cane poke poke (laughs) (laughs) um and then after the end of that number anthony um, mr powell um, excuses himself for a phone call in air quotes but Linda's no fool. She knows what exactly is going to happen. So yeah. um, she knows that. Um, so he goes backstage looking for some new poon. And <laughs> basically. Um, and Jean is uh, basically Jean is super steamed about Linda being at the club. And Annie reminds her that Powell has a partial stake in this club. So basically she finally puts it together that the only reason they got the job is because Powell was interested in more than her talents. Right. Um, and then Powell ends up dropping into Jean's dressing room and tries his, um, you know, his pretty much canned lines on her. And she finally bites when he offers her a lavish dinner at this penthouse apartment. Um, um, and that was one of the the big um, the big kind of theses 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 thesi of that of that of that article from Jezebel was that this was sort of like a thing that kept happening in this movie was basically all the girls it's the depression all the girls yeah. whenever they see a free meal they're just like yes please like I yeah. mean so I it's mean, they, kind they of they constantly like, joke about the lamb stew which let's yep. face it is it really lamb I'm, that's going into the know. food that they have to buy which is extra on top of their uh, like food is actually a running theme throughout mm-hmm. this uh, this movie like there's there's the joke about the lamb stew and that's pretty much all they're eating yeah. and like uh, Lucille Ball's constantly hustling dates from these guys like with using her connection that she's from Seattle yep. to hustle good dinners with these lumberjacks even though they're they're lumberjacks like you know 
one of like Ginger Rogers comes home practicing with a broken foot because she's dancing with one of these clods. Yep. But it's like, hey, but I got his dinner out of I it. Know. You know, that's not lamb stew. It's almost like it almost pissed me. It's almost like the whole theme of the movie is a girl's got to eat. You know? No, basically. really. And and then and uh, well, Ginger Rogers makes that wonderful line even when she's hammered. She's like, God, I, I wish I would have been rich and comfortable instead of uh, you know beautiful and hungry or yeah. something like that. You know, when and uh, uh, and then the other one was like again the whole like being in that boarding house. Like, you know, Kay at one point comes to the boarding house lady and basically says, like, you know, she, you know, she's behind in her rent and she will not give her food because yeah. she's like, I can't, I have to do this. So this girl's going with, doesn't eat. And then you see that the course, the scene where she's at the director's office and he won't see her, even though they know she's there and she faints. Yep. And that's when we find out she's not eating. And then Catherine Hepburn throws down and changes my life forever. Yes. So like, it's just, you oh, know, God. I mean, it is, but so, so like, and then, and again, like even Catherine Hepburn speaking about the absurd, the absurd, which she, you know what? She has a fucking point. Yeah. That is absurd. That is absurd that, that a woman like, like that anyone should have to suffer like that yeah. for food is absolutely absurd. Like I, I see where she's coming from, even though that sounds out of touch. Mm -hmm. She has a fucking point that is fucking stupid in this country at this, like even then she's like, that's, that's ridiculous yeah. that you would suffer like that for food when, I mean, like I would help you, like, you know, I could help you, you know, yeah. but, but just, just, just not thinking the same way. But yeah, food, food was like, I would say more of a, uh, food was like the biggest reoccurring theme throughout this whole film. Completely, yeah. <laughs> you know, and what people were doing to eat. Like, yeah. That's really, girls gotta eat. Girls yes, gotta that could have been, that could have been the second the byline uh, of the movie. title. Yeah. <laughs> the colon. Like, Stage door yeah. colon. A girl's gotta eat. <laughs> AKA girls gotta eat. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, uh, let's see. and then the next day, anyway. basically. So like you were mentioning, at the next day at Powell's office, Judith and Eve, played mm -hmm. by Eve Arden, um, are wa waiting for Terry to show up when Kay comes in for her appointment to read for the the play Enchanted April, um, for for Anthony Powell. So but he cancels on Kay and she faints due to what we find out later is malnutrition. Um, so Terry shows up, storms into Powell's office, and chews him out, um, which apparently changed Kathleen's life so much. Um, she uh, it, well, she apparently burst into tears, as mentioned I did. I, I ugly cried. I did not. It was like, I, I was like, because the, the very idea that someone would do that for you, yeah. for anyone, is just so completely... Yeah just fucking balls out on selfish it's a it's beautiful and in it's a beautiful. fur coat no less too i mean oh that's god I mean. like <laughs> how many times in your life would you've just someone just it's like a hero she just walks in and is like fuck you yeah, fuck you so much <laughs> you know and you're like oh god i love you <laughs> and you wear I love your you. fur coat i love, the, I love oh, you and god. Your, like, no seriously she had, i was i was like i was it made me cry because it was so good it's so sad it's no, so sad and beautiful it was wonderful <laughs> Um, so basically what happens is, let's see. So, um, he dismisses her to meet with a man who, who, um, so a man comes in right after Terry and he is secretly representing Terry's father who wants to finance Enchanted April. There is only one caveat. He must put Terry in the lead role. Um, Let's, and then Powell invites Terry to the penthouse and to try and get her to agree to be in the play. Um, but Jean hears about this meeting and busts in on them. Uh, Terry makes it seem like Powell is trying to seduce her, and Jean falls for it. And then things at the Footlights Club get a even more tense because of um, because of Jean thinks that uh, Terry's trying to mac on Powell. And then also let's um, where was I? I lost my place. So uh, yeah, so Jean's so she thinks. Gene is trying to mac on Powell and then Kay comes home and basically just tells that every tells everybody that Terry got the role that Kay was mm -hmm. um, trying really really wanted um yeah. And then Terry begins rehearsals of the play and it's super obvious that she is not the best actress and even mm -hmm. she kind of begins to realize it and then on opening night, everyone, including Powell, is expecting it to be a flop. And then Kay, uh, Kay speaks to Terry right before she leaves for the theater. And then after she leaves, Kay kills herself by jumping out of the top floor window because she kind of Ugh. reaches a breaking point. It's yeah, it's kind of a bummer. It's a it's a it's it a is, big bummer. <laughs> but that scene, it no, it, it yeah. is. But man, it is it is beautifully intense for yeah. something that's supposed to be a screwball comedy. They handled that so. It's haunting. Yeah. It is haunting, and you can beautiful. really see yeah. that. She, like, it's kind of they treated her that, character that act, very I mean, well oh, too. Jesus. Yeah, like they really showed uh, her kind of descent yeah. into like, you know, 
what just, you, de- just desperation. Yeah, yeah. And you and can see sadness. that she's really like second guessing her talent. And in the beginning of the film, she's yeah. just like, I haven't had a job in a year. Blah blah blah. I don't know what I'm gonna do. And then she just eventually like she, things just get progressively worse for her. And they she does a really good job of showing it. Like does a really good job yeah. on that on, on acting that out. Um, oh yeah, yeah. She just—that's what made me. It just really made me think so much of Pe- like Peg Entwistle, mm-hmm. like everything I had read or seen or heard about about her story. That just it just it it was hearkening to that so much. Yeah. It was really sad, but poignant. You know, yeah. it's it's far as like a key point of moving the story forward and just making it better. It's like she martyred herself for the story. Really, you Basically, know. I mean, yeah. it's it's so good. Yeah, she just hit like a hit like a wall to where she didn't think that she could get go any further. Which yeah. is yeah. devastating. Um, and then so Jean ends up rushing to the theater to tell Terry the news and blames blames Terry for Kay's death. And then Terry is completely um, devastated by this. And in a daze, Terry ends up going on stage and channels Kay's the grief of Kay in order to give a brilliant performance. Um, after the show, Terry gives a curtain speech, giving all the credit for her performance to Kay. And this causes Jean to um, basically this causes Jean to soften to her and they end um, her and Terry end up making up um, Enchanted April becomes a smash hit and Terry continues to be a wonderful actress and back at the Footlights Club Judith is moving back to Seattle to marry a lumberman um, <laughs> while a new girl <laughs> with stars in her eyes comes in asking for a room for rent <laughs> the oh, end the end oh this was okay. So that you just reminded me. I did have uh, that scene at the end where, um, well, when she's doing the big, the Calaloos are in bloom again. That mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. Um, I had read because you know how you see the reactions of people in the audience. Yeah. Um, like reacting to it. I had read that um, they actually filmed like her performing that whole scene on stage, and then they filmed people watching her, like watching that scene. Uh huh. They filmed that's that's how they filmed the reactions and they did like break down and cry. Oh, really? Like a lot of that was real. That was them watching her perform. It wasn't just them like, you know, because, you know, how a lot of times they'll film this over here, like pretend to be sad. And then here we'll just film the play like they actually they filmed her doing that whole thing on stage. And then they brought everybody in dressed and then they watched her do it and they, oh, they, they like they watched them. the film they they watched the, the, the film they the watched footage. yes oh wow the footage of her performing and then they they recorded their reactions oh wow they got the that's, that's why to me like yeah right because doesn't it look you, you know you're like this looks for real very this isn't authentic, just like fake yeah. it's very authentic and that's because they watched they and they had never seen her perform that before oh wow. like they had not they didn't there wasn't they didn't ever watch that rehearsal so it was just like cold them going in and watching that scene and reacting to it wow that's so, so cool. yeah knowing knowing the whole story of like the character yeah like like they would as a character yeah so i thought that was pretty that's intense very smart you know yeah, super smart. Like just that, and like the fact that like they really tried to like you know spend time in a girl's boarding house or had the girls like board and room together. Like there was this like I guess like a method acting sort of thing happening that really just gave it a great, um, made it timeless. Mm-hmm. Really made it one of the greatest movies ever made. And it really like, does the, feel that attention. Yeah, it feels very. I mean, it, at times it. I mean, at times it does feel like it's almost like the uh, the comebacks and stuff are almost. Too, too much at times because I'm like mm-hmm. I'm just like people cannot be that witty but it's like yeah. if you can get but around people some of them were, but you know? if you get if around you, people yeah. I remember being if you if you are hanging out with people who are witty you start yeah. getting wittier like you just become yeah. more witty and like I just could imagine imagine if like, you hung out in a, in a house all day with people with, and you just oh be like God. right back at you bitch right yeah. back at you bitch you know like, <laughs> as a girl who grew up with two sisters and a house full of girls like you, you do get like that yeah, you get it, very like cracking yeah know? and it becomes a certain at a certain point it all becomes sort of just like ball busting where everyone just busts yeah. each other's chops you know just because it's the thing right. to do so i just well, loved it, it. Oh, so no I, I think it's so true like a perfect example is like the like gene and linda like mm. they're even there even at the end like you know you've got like ginger like jeans on the phone and linda comes by and they're still making like swipey catty comments at each other but it's like love you bitch but <laughs> I, I, like, like they were the bitch. worst to each other they were they the totally worst to each were. other but but Linda came to her and was like, and warned her. Yeah. She didn't come to her. Like she brought her up those flowers and you're thinking, oh, here she goes. She's going to like, she's going to be, she's going to start shit. She's going to be catty. She's going to be this. No, she came out. She was like, like you saw it on her face. She's like, oh, I get what's going on here. Well, 
um, I'm gonna let you know. This is probably what's gonna happen, and yeah. this is gonna like I'm just letting you know. Gave her a plate. It, it was, it was yeah. done to me. Yeah. It was done to another girl. This is what he does. And if you don't want to, I'm just I'm just doing it because like you know I'm doing the right thing by telling you this is what's happened. Like this is what's going on, and you can do with that however you want. Yeah. But it's not that I didn't tell you. Yeah, like uh, and, Linda and, gave know, Linda gave Jean a play by play. Like gave her a play she by play not, on yeah. how, what was how it was gonna go down. Yeah, and she, to me like that is not hating. Yeah. that is that is that is a girl who's got your back yeah. like i'm sorry like that is you don't do that you know like that's if you really think about it she's like i'm gonna try to save you from maybe getting sexually assaulted right now <laughs> by letting you know no think about yeah. it yeah and that think was about it in yeah. this harvey weinstein times that's exactly what was gonna happen yeah and that's she was that was harvey weinstein up in that hotel yeah. room and she was like let me tell you let me tell you what's gonna the card is gonna say yeah let me tell you how this is gonna go down let me tell you about his butler who's gonna keep you company yeah like you know, and, and that was I one mean, of the uh, that was another one of the themes of that article that I sent you too. That this is one yeah. of the one of the glaring examples of the casting couch too, which is not as obvious as it is oh, that well, you know. And that was the article wrote about too. Yeah. Is a lot of movies sort of um, softening the softening the lore of the casting couch and making it seem right. less less lascivious than it actually is. And oh, I think absolutely. that 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 this yep. movie does a pretty good example. It shows a pretty kind of like tame version of that and especially when um, especially when Catherine Hepburn goes up against Anthony Powell and she kind of serves it all back to him as being like you know with the fake how he has the whole story and she's like it's all fake and you're such a full of it and all that stuff yeah that would have never happened like no, no. woman would have ever like if she but that's why she's know, our hero yes, she comes in right. there and does everything because that you she, wish she has no, done. she has everything. less to lose she has nothing she gives to lose. zero fucks yeah, but, yeah that's she's got old money fearlessness yes like she's got money going way way back she ain't got to worry about shit so she could she doesn't have to sing for her supper right but then you, you look know? at someone like, like ginger rogers who whose character no. is not in a position like that so she does have and to kind of like very clear yeah and yeah. she kind of has to in a way take it she has to kind of accept yeah. her fate which is her th- fate. terrible which it, is she, it, it, it is sucks. it is sad yeah. exactly and and you know so does linda yeah so does and then if you really 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 think about it so does Kay. Yeah. Because if you really think about it and do the math, how did she fucking get that lead part to begin with? Yeah. And they imply that. Remember in the end when they're like, they don't even know that Kay is dead. Yeah. And uh, Catherine Hemberg, they've left to go to the fucking morgue to look at her body. And and the director's are, he's like, oh, God, that girl you got, she reminds me of a girl you had about a year ago. What was her name? Oh, Kay so-and-so. Yeah, she's really great too. Anyway. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It like, was like. Oh, my God. Like, you killed, you killed a girl. Yeah. You broke her and killed her. Yeah. And like, they don't and care. it's going to happen yeah. all over. And they don't give a fuck. Yeah. It's all about them. I mean, to me, like, that that movie, it, it holds up. It's so, it holds yeah. Up. Like, it's, very, you know, it's very relevant. It's very, very to relevant. To people who say that they do not or cannot watch a black and white movie, please. This one. Please. How can you, how can you not watch this movie and not just be like, what? You know, <laughs> and it, who has half a brain and reads any news. Yeah. How can you not watch this movie and not be like, oh, okay. You know? It's very, and it's like, very at the moment. Um, but what Very I did want to ask you was, what was your favorite costume from this film? Well, thank God we finally, yes, let's yes. get to the good let's stuff. Let's talk about I the glamour. <laughs> I made a list and I color coordinated in many Sharpies. <laughs> hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, it's I bulleted, admit, annotated, it has um, sources cited. Do you see this? I have all the characters and their names right next to them. Yes, it is. Okay, so. <laughs> um, actually, and I'm going to tell you right now, I, it starts with another reason to start to visit the Kent State Museum. I just yes. put it up there because I remember, yes, I saw your notes, and that we do. Um, honestly, I think my favorite outfit, well, my favorite outfit would be um, what uh, Miss Luther wears at the end when she's like when Catherine Hepburn's performing and she uh, like a- and she's in that gorgeous it looks oh like a full God. black sequin yeah. almost like Edwardian gown mm-hmm. and her figure looks lovely and she's got that like boa that she's holding and that gorgeous butterfly in her hair yes. that lady looks st- stunning I'm sorry yes. I I that was one of my that was like my favorite look in the movie she I'm just was gonna serving, tell you it was my favorite look she was serving dowager realness like it was dowager realness it was amazing like, I loved her and I loved her opening look with uh-huh. all the beads and she's like 1920s like lost in the 20s tw- I mean I loved her I think she was my favorite yeah. honestly her looks I love yeah. that <laughs> and there goes the mic sorry guys <laughs> well yes that was my favorite um, what was your favorite uh, costume one my fa- I mean I have a couple of faves I have a couple of favies um, please tell let's see I think if I had to rank them my number coming in at number three would be 
<laughs> Coming in number three would be Catherine Hepburn's stage look that she wears when she delivers the Cala Lilies on Bloom Again. Oh. A perfect flower for any occasion. Um, the, that one with the sort of like tear with the sort of like waterfall ruffles and then it's like mm-hmm. a cinched in waist. It's super gorgeous. That one is amazing. Coming in at number two, it is. <laughs> 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 Tell me if I'm hogging them. But no, no, no. um and please, you are more than welcome to comment as well. Um was of course their club grotto outfits. Oh well, their, yes, I yes. Mean, come that's, on, get out of here. I, I almost forgot because it's like I feel like that's like a default. But yes, I, I mean, completely that, for, absolutely I mean, give me a girl in a sequin top hat, cocked to the side, little boop. And okay, then, well, you like, know, you know how I feel about matching outfits. Uh, they're yes. not done enough, especially uh, duets with matching outfits. Okay, all right, like uh, gentlemen prefer blondes. We we oh need, my God. I, right? I know, I know. This is one of my like, it's one of my like costuming bucket lists. I'm like, well, for the love of God, would somebody please do a matching outfit with me? I just want to do it once. <laughs> a high waisted trouser with oh. like a with like a tiny crop like crop top that's connected at the center with a little front. V in the back. Oh, like, my so oh my God! Oh my God! I love it oh. so much. Oh and it and it. it, it works so good that's so perfect for dancing in too because you've so got good. the little connection in front it keeps everything together genius full black sequin <laughs> it looked amazing oh top hat oh Ugh. my god the cane god Gloves. oh yeah the cane every- oh it's my god everything it's everything it's everything so- and they look so cute together like they look like they are having the best time which let me tell you as somebody who t- I, I love tap dancing that smile is real you yeah. tap tap dance it it makes you feel so happy and i <laughs> there's nothing whenever i see especially ann miller's face when she's tap dancing it is like yes queen yes that is <laughs> that is pure joy and i just uh love it <gasps> Love it. They look like sisters. They look so good. <laughs> I know. And I love that it's like a blonde or brunette, too. It's very, oh, it is very I, I reminiscent. Just, again, very Dorothy Lorelai, okay? Like, we love yes, it. We love it. Gonna say. It's very vagina <laughs> for blondes, which I just like. Oh, my God. Oh I love God. it. We're not which, twins. We're sisters. <laughs> which so is the best opening of any movie. It's my yes. favorite where it just like. Seamless loop. Seamless loop. And he's doing it. Oh God, God, uh, cannot that pot that? Oh, that's uh, gonna be like a four-hour-long episode when we. Find I know, really, I know. Time. It's gonna... um, because but it's basically just gonna me, be us literally guys, singing. And... Yes, <laughs> it's gonna be us like talk singing the entire movie, <laughs> like word for word, <laughs> like. <laughs> Scene oh, for scene we, remake. Yes, we have to. Um, the nuances of Gentlemen for Blondes. Oh, we'll, yes. we'll hit it, you guys. We'll hit it yeah, one day. We'll get one it. One day. We're but my, it. but my number one favorite costume of this movie <laughs> is uh, the gown that Lucille Ball wears on the date for the for the lumberjacks. Oh, it's girl. so yes. beyond chic. I love 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 that gown i can't get and, enough of you that know gown. And, and you have a good point like we need to we need to remember but long before i love lucy uh lucille ball was crushing it as a bombshell oh, she was and it gorgeous gorgeous Glamour. and i just keep thinking like, like when i watch her in black and white i'm like that hair is red that hair is red mm-hmm. if i were watching them in color like oh my god she's just yeah. she's so so amazing I and mean, effortless, effortlessly funny. Like it's just, so it's just pouring out of every pore. It's just exuding funniness. It's yeah. lovely. I don't know. I want to do something with my hands. I want to do something with my hands. <laughs> I need to learn a trade. <laughs> so good. She was like, um, it was like toning it down. I think. Yes, like for but this like movie. the sleeves, the sleeves are so like perfectly sculptured oh, out of like organza. So and it has like this, yes. it's almost like a bolero that's built in bolero. So it's like it got a keyhole in the front, mm-hmm. but then it has a bodice underneath it. And then of course the skirts all layers and layers of, um, was layers of like chiffon and it just looks yes. amazing. Oh but I'm God. just like, I'm like, it's the depression. You shouldn't have a gown like that, but you know, yeah. <laughs> you do. Well, you, yeah, do, you got you. lumberjack money. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. They're like, we'll see you on your wooden anniversary. (laughs) (laughs) I love all the jokes. Loverjack jokes were so good. They just came one after another after another. (laughs) So good. Oh my God. What do you tear the trees out of the ground with your bare hands? Oh my god! Oh yeah, Goodness. I mean, like, come on! This this should be like an this should be like a Seattle fa- film favorite. I think I you know. know. There's so many like nods to Seattle in this movie and uh, the Pacific Northwest. Totally, 
and Jack Carson just looking like a big old galoot. Oh, you just wanna, I know. Uh, you just want to hey, climb him. You just want to climb him like a jungle gym, if you know well, what I mean. I, I believe the term is how you doing. Did you have anything else before we close wrap this episode up? 
Um, well, I just Other one than... thing. Um, I just bought the and, and I just got in the mail. Um, it's uh, about it's a book called About Face: The Life and Times of Dottie Pondell, <gasps> Makeup Artist to the Stars, Ooh. and it's uh, by uh, uh, Dorothy and Meredith Pondell. Um, uh, with I guess with Danny Miller. So Meredith Pondell is actually her um, niece who um, wrote all about her wonderful aunt in this book, and, and she we've already mentioned her a few times on OHR, um, and she was this amazing. Uh, makeup artist um, who started off as an extra in the 20s and then went so on cool. uh, for decades to uh, be a makeup artist to many, many great women of old Hollywood and had these amazing stories, very talented. One in particular, Miss Judy Garland, who helped maybe her develop her. her, her uh, maybe you heard of her and her <laughs> iconic look. Anyway, that was that was Dottie. Um, so I'm really um, looking forward to reading this book because it looks like it was um, really lovingly put together. And everything I've read about this woman has been nothing but incredible. And just flipping through the book, the pictures, Philip, the oh, pictures. And it's a it's a cute little it's a it's a small book. It's easy. this would have been like when I was in my commuting days uh, going from Oakland to San Francisco. I would have crushed this in like two days. But it's, it's nice. really a, a quick read. So uh, I'll send it on when I'm done. I'll send it to you so we can you can read it too because it, it's it looks pretty great. I'm excited. Oh, rad. So, yep. So, please check it out if you can find Again, it's called About Face, The Life and Times of Dottie Pondell. And it's on Amazon. Oh, sweet. Yep. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's it. So, so nice. Awesome. Yeah. Yay, books. <laughs> well, check this movie out. It's got plenty of looks. It's amazing. Yes. It's wonderful. Yes. I mean, you're crushing it every which way, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, with that, thank you for listening to Old Hollywood yes. Realness. Thank you so um, much. <laughs> you can check us out on social media. We'll, we will be posting, I'll be posting more photos from this movie and um, at Old Hollywood Realness on Instagram, at OHR Podcast on Twitter. Find us on Facebook. Book. You can um, check out the website. We'll be, be posting the photo recaps, um, at, um, which is oldhollywoodrealness.com. There's the Amazon banner over on the pe- webpage, which would be great if you use that when you shop, because then we'll get some support that way. And mm-hmm. let's see. You can also go rate and review and um, subscribe over on uh, iTunes. Give us five stars. Write a quick little review. Um, let people know what you think of the show. Um, it'd be awesome if you guys could um, tell your friends about the show too. Share it on social media. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Get the word out. Tell people about it. Um, uh, let's see. And uh, thanks for how, to Hal Lublin for giving us his vocal hum talents at the top of the podcast. Yes. And until next time, thanks for listening to Old Hollywood Realness. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.